0: Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Glad to have you with us on this Meet the Pastors podcast. Again, this is a podcast designed to help connect our church community across the world to the latest news, direction, and the special people at the Nations Church in Suwon, South Korea. I'm Young Hopak and today we have a very special guest with us, Pastor Jack Reed. many of you have heard about. He is our founding pastor. It's good to have you today with us. It's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's a real privilege and a blessing and really looking forward to our time together. Now imagine for some of our listeners, this will be their, maybe even their first time meeting you here on this Mm -hmm. podcast. So I thought a way to kick this off would be just to ask you, um, really what how are you connected to the nation 's church and what what 's your role in general i know that 's kind of a broad question,
1: but sure you know. well, um, myself, together with my family, uh, we moved to Korea in two thousand and four uh, and about a year after our moving here, we started uh, had a desire to really start a meeting with a community of other believers and um, we had seen some of the great works that were being done here in the Seoul area and uh, also felt like there was enough room for more work of God to be established. And so my wife and I, we, uh, we decided that we'd start in a noodle bar <laughs> and uh, that was in Boondong. And uh, I can remember that we had made some small little leaflets and had put them out and were very hopeful that People would come to what we had advertised in this noodle bar, I think it was on a Tuesday night at seven o 'clock and um, in anticipation, we had ordered a lot of food and um, just really wanted to serve the people as they came out and My wife and I uh, arrived and got everything ready, had the table spread, and sat there and waited for people to walk through the door and no one showed up <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so nice. I ate well that night okay. and um, Uh, We were a little discouraged, but knew that uh, um, things sometimes start very small, and and this was just starting with my wife and I. The next week, we came back, and uh, 20 people came, and I would say that those were some of the very early and young days of the nation's church, and Mm -hmm. from that, um, we outgrew the noodle bar, and -hmm. then we went to our apartment and uh, met in our living room for several months, and we outgrew that, and then rented some space from another church and kind of outgrew that and then began to expand to another campus in Suwon and, and uh, then eventually ended up just completely relocating the whole work to Suwon. And that's where it's been ever since. And uh, we meet in Gyeonggi Suwon International School, and we've developed a, a great relationship with them and have mm-hmm. really enjoyed that through the years. So that's how we got started here. Um, I think probably about two years ago, um, My wife and I, we had to make some decisions on uh, where we felt God was leading us. Mm -hmm. And uh, while Korea has been deeply embedded in our hearts and our children have largely grown up here and our third child was born here in Korea, um, we really sense God's hand upon uh, our movements to the unreached world, Mm -hmm. those places where churches did not exist. Mm -hmm. And so with the blessing and support of the church, Um, They really sent us out as missionaries, and to help uh, logistically make that happen and make a smooth transition, um, my wife's parents, John and Joe Harris, um, moved to Korea and assumed the responsibilities of the church, and it's been a transition ever since, but now they are doing a fantastic job, and I uh, appear and disappear at various (laughs) times, and right now I'm in Korea for a couple of weeks and uh, continue to enjoy the wonderful relationships of the church um, and also the support that the nation gives to the work amongst the unreached world.
0: Amen. We're so glad to be able to be in touch and still connected in this way. Mm. Um, there's one thing that I've always been so intrigued by is your passion that God's put in your heart for the unreached. Uh, how did that all start? Where did that begin? Because it's such... It's so embedded in you. Mm. It's who you are, I would say.
1: That's a a great question. I don't know if I could trace it back to one specific event. Mm. It was a discovery process for me. Mm. As I, many years ago, even before I ever arrived in Korea, I was uh, journeying into very impoverished parts of the world who have suffered with unimaginable lack for hundreds, if not thousands of years, and I began to see the deprivation and the heartache that people were experiencing, and when looking around to see how the church could help, I could find no church, I could find no pastor, I could find no Bible, and it really began to open my eyes to the the, the reality that perhaps even up to a third of the world's population, over two billion people, have never even had access to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are parts of the world that, that is especially high in, and the, the, the area that uh, we focused in on is the Himalayas. And there's many barriers for the gospel in the Himalayas. Uh, obviously one of them is a logistical, geographical barrier with very impassable mountains and hidden valleys and lack of roads that make it a great challenge of getting the good news of Jesus Christ into communities that have, have never heard him. And perhaps it was on one of my journeys to the Himalayas um, well over a decade ago um, where I had an experience that, that really broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can remember crying there in the mountains and almost uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. And something I think was perhaps taken out of me of the past at that point, but certainly something was deposited. And uh, I can only attribute it to God's heart for the unreached world, and I continue to be fueled by that today. Amen. I, I mean, for us who are so blessed and
0: around Christian influence, we have the Bible, we are constantly being um, able to be encouraged by other Christians. It's, I think, sometimes hard for us to imagine what the absence. Of that looks like is there any way that you can kind of give us a picture of what it 's like to be in a in a place where really Jesus is nowhere mm. <laughs> to be found in terms of
1: Teacher, preacher, or any of those resources. Yeah. You know that's a it's a it's a really great question and one that I've been asking myself mm-hmm. how to communicate that um, effectively. I've been asking myself that question for almost ten years now, mm-hmm. and I don't yeah. feel like I've come up with a great answer yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel a constant tension and frustration mm-hmm. at being able to bottle and try to capture uh, the reality of conditions in a place like the Himalayas, and then unpackage that. In front of a community that has access to so many good options right. for Christian content, and um, that is a continual um, challenge that uh, that our organization is presented with, mm. in in accurately and vividly painting the picture and telling the story mm. of of mountain children, and um, I I, uh, I I don't know that I. Um, have come up with the best, you know, visual tools yet. Sure. Um, but it is it is so foreign to most people's concept. Yeah. Not just the sense of the lack of gospel, but also just the lack of amenities <laughs> and the lack of electronics and communication and infrastructure and clean water and uh, these basic. Premises in life that we all almost consider as a birthright, mm-hmm. but yet that much of the world uh, is not born with. And uh, unfortunately, many of them will die without mm-hmm. if uh, if we don't respond to God's call. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a challenge to communicate those things. Absolutely. I, I could see exactly how
0: that could be. Speaking of challenges, um, if I may, I'm just curious, we hear about, Missionaries going into the mission field and facing numerous challenges. And I would imagine one of the biggest ones would be with family. Mm. Um, what kind of challenges would you say your family has faced that we as a nation could really get behind you guys with in prayer and support?
1: Yeah, thank you for that. It's, uh, it's something that my wife and I, you know, behind closed doors are constantly talking about mm-hmm. as to the emotional and spiritual temperature of our children. I think there's a trade-off a little bit. There are certainly some... Um, the things that I know our kids perhaps endure that other kids don't have to, some of that can be lack of electricity, you know, a lack of heat in the cold in a place like the Himalayas, um, just the the difficult conditions that are uh, found in a place like that. But there's also a lot of great benefits. And um, my wife and I, I think we we, uh, take comfort in the fact that our kids are not exposed to some of the trappings that are out there Mm. in the developed world. Mm. And whether it's through advertisement or TV or billboards or just simple conversations that kids have on the street, um... Our kids have largely, we feel like they've been protected from some of that, and it's not that we can shield our kids their entire life, but uh, we feel at an age when they're very impressionable to try to limit those negative influences, we're, we're hoping that has a positive outcome in their life. Um, and uh, we're also, you know, I feel like for any, any parent um, who has this incredible responsibility of raising children I wouldn't recommend it, doing it on your own. We need the help of God in this. Yeah. But uh, you know, our desire, more than giving our children comfort or things or any sense of real earthly security, all those things are, 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 are things that we, we want them to have. But even greater than that is uh, my wife and I seek to try to model for our children uh, a value system that puts God first, yeah. and that puts his mission first, and that even in the midst of sometimes some difficult situations, um, sometimes obedience will lead us down a path that's not easy. Mm. And But if we can invest in our children and in their hearts a, um, a, a habit and a pattern of obeying God regardless of the consequences, mm. I feel perhaps that will leave with our children something greater than could be found in any bank account or... Oh, any, any decorations or contents that fill their bedroom. That's right. I, I, I know Laura, and
0: I know Hudson and Kaya, and I'm just seeing their eyes and how they're growing up. And I just sometimes I try to imagine what it's like for them to be there in the Himalayas, hmm. interacting with these children that you are also helping. Um, what's that like for you, just to be able to see your children interacting with these other children, just being life to them, I sure. imagine.
1: Yeah, there are you know moments that are are filled with some challenges, communication challenges, mm. and um, sometimes when you 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 know that a certain area has experienced a cholera outbreak or a hepatitis outbreak, mm. and you watch your kids going in and. Eating food with them and, mm. and playing with them, your mind starts to go wild on all the things that your kid's going to bring home. Right. And we will obviously want to protect our kids, but um, kids we found are 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 very adaptable, very flexible, much more than <laughs> than I am. And sometimes things that I think are going to be big issues yeah. uh, aren't aren't to them. And they soak it all up, they take it all in, they seem to make the most of every situation and enjoy it. They have their difficult days. They have their moments where they miss, you know, people in Korea. Sure. Um, really, if uh, certainly our, our son Hudson, if you ask him where home is, it's in Korea. He would, I think, rather eat spicy squid and kimbap <laughs> than pizza. So uh, <laughs> he 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 has the seeds of Korea deeply mm. in his heart and 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 really loves it. And uh, Laura, our daughter, you know, was educated here in Korea and. Has has uh, I think a great advantage of being able to speak the language and, uh, but has also thrown herself into some language skills in Nepal and uh, mm. learning the language there and is now just starting. Uh, uh, just bought her a uh, how to learn Chinese book for Christmas, so right. she's on her yes. on her track for Chinese. That's the third language now. Th- third, or or that would fourth? be the fourth, fourth? with English. Fourth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, there are some great advantages. There are challenging days. There mm. are. And uh, we just have to, you know, take their emotional and spiritual temperature on a very regular daily basis and be sure that we're talking to them. We're helping them process what they're seeing. Um, You see some pretty graphic stuff out there. Death is not hidden. It's right in front of you. Um, Some of the really strong religious practices that involve sacrifices and... um, demon possession and witch doctors they're not hidden they're in plain view and those people come to your front door and uh, our kids greet them so they're being exposed to some things sometimes i think a, a good healthy sit down and conversation is really important to have and that obviously every time uh, it's time to go to bed we we spend a good deal of time with them praying and talking about the day and getting into god's word and, and um, really finding out what god says on situations and and uh we've enjoyed that journey and i'm sure it will continue for us indeed and i hope you know that we do pray for
0: you guys um as you are experiencing much of what god has put you guys on the journey of and just knowing this information i hope our listeners can continue to pray for you guys specifically Mm. in your family
1: you know we really really think that uh God kind of gave us a little picture, a vision, if you will, mm. that when we left Korea, it was um, the the church, the nations, and the wonderful community of believers here in, in South Korea were, were at one end of the rope mm. <laughs> holding it, mm. and we were being lowered down into a, into a little bit of a pit, into a dark place mm. to dr- bring light. And, and, and we know that we are so connected and are so reliant and dependent upon the prayers Uh, the communion the fellowship and the love that we feel constantly from the nations um, that without it we could not fulfill this mission and achieve the purposes of God so it's really not just us going out it's a collective effort it's all of us joining hands together to carry out the will of God and uh, that comforts us because we know we're not alone and we can so often feel the prayers and the uplifting kind of draft if you will that that lifts us higher um directly i know what's coming from the people at the nations
0: amen we definitely feel that bond and are continuing to look forward for god to grow it stronger and 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 tighter and we're hoping for more of what's coming in 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 god's vision for mountain child And on that, I'm wondering, just for our listeners who've been tracking Mountain Child for Mm -hmm. a while, are there any updates that you would love to share just to help people who have just been a part of this ministry and this mission with you?
1: Well, how long do we
0: have? Let me say that in a a very short moment. You know, know?
1: Um, things have really uh, grown at a rate that has just blown Jenny and Iowa. And 2012 has been an unprecedented year of growth. Um, matter of fact, we're trying to throttle back a little bit. So much is happening in so many different directions that we just need to ensure that it's all being managed properly. But God has brought beautiful people uh, into the ranks of Mountain Child that are enabling us to do more, to go wider. Um, Some things that we had to hit the pause button on several years ago, we've been able to hit the play button again and get going again. Uh, One of those is our School of Frontier missions in the Himalayas. It's raising church planters and missionaries um, to go out into those front lines and and bring the gospel with them. Uh, That's incredibly encouraging and something that uh, I'm so glad is back in the mix of what we're doing uh, is raising disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done more water projects this year than ever, and more sanitation projects. We've opened up another children's home. Um, we've we've been involved in helping to halt some really severe cholera outbreaks that claimed, you know, 50 people's life, and and bring a stop to that. Um, able to um, invest more into rescuing girls who have been trafficked and uh, help them in their recovering process. Um, There's a a long list of really very tangible things that we've been able to accomplish in 2012. And uh, the books look full for 2013. (laughs) Um, And uh, God continues to supply us with the resources um, that are necessary to pull these projects off. And uh, we're excited about that. And Really invite you know anyone anywhere if they want to come and see for themselves uh, the life of the mountain child. We're happy to make that introduction, and uh, perhaps their heart will be touched like ours to make some contribution, whether it's you know financial or maybe it's in prayer, maybe it's just in going and giving love. There's many many ways that we can be involved, and uh, it, it's it's all needed and all accepted. So, Pastor Jack, is the best way to connect with Mountain Child through its website? It really is, and that can be easily accessed at simply mountainchild.org, O-R-G, and uh, people can get on there and find out more about what we're doing, our strategy, our vision, Mm. um, different ways that they can be involved, and uh, any questions that they have. uh, There's some buttons they can hit on there, forms they can fill out, and we'll do our best to get a response back to them. Really quickly, it's one of the things that we've also added to in 2012 is our admin team. And we just have some fantastic people who are really good at getting, getting quickly back to people and giving them the answers and uh, finding out ways that people can be involved um, from really any, anywhere in the world. Wonderful. Well, it looks like this is about our
0: time, unfortunately, but so glad that we got to do this. And very happy that you were able to come in. And us to be able to connect. It's been great to be here. Yes. Well, thank you, Jack, for sharing. And stay tuned again for our next Meet the Pastors podcast. We're so glad you can join us today and, and look forward to being with you again next time.